Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. We're joined by Nate Fowle and Lynette Hazelton. They are reporters with the Philadelphia Inquirer, and they've written a piece on truancy in the Philadelphia school system. Lynette, Nate, good morning. Good morning. All right. So, Nate, you're, you're here. Lynette is not, apparently. So, okay. So, so Nate, um, what made you want to explore the issue of truancy um, in this story? Well, first, thanks for having us on, Solomon. And, you know, so at the Inquirer, Lynette and I, we are reporters on the Communities and Engagement Desk, which basically means that we're interested in any story that is, uh, you know, hearing from people from the community and telling stories that, uh, you know, people are interested in. And, uh, you know, Lynette and I both have done some stories about youth in Philadelphia and some of the issues that they face. And uh, Lynette, in particular, was really interested in truancy and, um, you know, trying to get to the bottom of, of why it happens, because I think we both felt like the, the common story that we had heard and, and experienced was that there are just kids who just don't feel like going to school. And, you know, over a few months as we started reporting that out, started talking to people who are involved with it, some of the kids who have, you know, experienced truancy in their lives, you know, it turned out that that wasn't really the case. Mm -hmm. So, um, so what were some of the common reasons that, that kids were skipping school? Well, I, I think a lot of it kind of the root cause was really essentially poverty, but it could be things like they didn't have a ride to school um, because their parents were working or they didn't have an adult, um, to take care of them, or maybe they had to uh, stay at home to watch a, a younger sibling. Um, or there were times where, where kids would tell us that, you know, the instruction in, in, in school wasn't really, you know, grabbing them and that, you know, other things that they could be doing felt more important and more interesting. Uh, and there, oh, there's so many other reasons, like some, some kids, they felt unsafe at school, like that there could be, um, violence and bullying and they just wanted to get away from it so it really depended on the kid and their situation but there could be a million reasons why mm -hmm. and so was there what was the school district's response as you uh, talked to them about the issue of of truancy we we didn't speak as, as much directly with the school district i uh, other than just knowing that it is something that the school district is concerned with and they are are looking into and but i think sometimes they kind of feel like you know, it, it's a little bit out of their hands because they have so many kids that they're dealing with, and especially teachers, uh, you know, they are dealing with overcrowded classrooms a lot of the time, and, and they're just doing the best that they can um, mm -hmm. with those kids. So I, I think it's something that they are, you know, keenly aware of and are, and are trying to rectify, but, you know, it, it's a difficult issue. Yeah. So um, Tony Watlington, who is the uh, school superintendent, uh, called absenteeism a life and death issue um, at a school board meeting last spring, according to your story. Uh, do you see it the same way? Do you see it as a life and death issue? I, I think I think it can just because once you have a, a you know from what we were seeing, like once a child gets into that sort of zone of really 
prolonged truancy, I, I think it it inevitably inevitably means that you're probably getting into things that could become life or, or death issues. You know, whether it's what you're doing in the day or it just makes it um, you know, difficult for you to uh you know, graduate, get an education, um, and, and do more productive things with, with your life. Um, cause I, I think a, a lot of times, you know, once you're out of school for a long time, uh, different, different ways of going on in life can seem more appealing and that can be really difficult for kids to get out of. Mm-hmm. So you talked to a, a number of young people. One of them was, uh, Zaire Evans. Um, yeah. explain her story. What did she say? So Zaira, um, we we talked with her. Um, she has been in a uh, truancy program with the Institute for the Development of African American Youth in uh, North Philly, who do some great work um, around truancy and, and violence prevention. Um, and so she had come to us, and, and we heard her story. And I, I think it, it sounded like her story was very typical of a lot of kids, you know, she experienced some bullying in school. She would fight back. She would get, you know, moved from one school and start over at another um, and, you know, run into the same issues. And, you know, essentially she got in trouble with, um, you know, because of some fights that she got into. And instead of you know, going to some of the, you know, correctional schools, she decided, I'm, I'm not doing that. I don't, I don't want to deal with this again. And she kind of sort of went on the run and kind of would hang out with other, uh, you know, truant students during the day. Um, and it wasn't like they were, you know, up to, you know, any sort of outlaw type activity or anything of that nature. They would just be kind of hanging out at someone's house, um, just because, you know, school didn't feel like the place for them. It didn't feel safe. Which was really sad, especially in her case, because she told us that, you know, at other points in her life, she had loved school and that um, she really enjoyed doing homework. It felt peaceful to her. But, you know, that was no longer the case. And so I think she was out of school for uh, close to, to two years total during this stretch of time. Um, and then, you know, eventually it just it became too much for her. I think it was too stressful. She realized she wanted to get back to a uh, normal life and, and eventually started to correct some of those things. And, you know, thankfully she worked with I-Day and, and now she's back um, at school now and it seems to be on the right track. But, you know, her, her story was really helpful for us understanding the issue that a lot of kids are facing. Yeah. So we're talking with Nate File. Nate File worked along with another inquiry reporter, Lynette Hazelton, to look at the issue of truancy in schools through the eyes of those who are experiencing that issue. Um, you know, I, I think that when you when you talk about the kids going from school to school, it's a story that I've heard from some adults um, who had to move to different schools and then experienced um, some of the conflict that comes from uh, kids from maybe another neighborhood coming into the school and and that kind of thing. And they talked about having to become the thing that that they were trying to get away from in order to survive. I mean, was that was that a common story that you heard that kids had to become more aggressive in order to deal with some of the bullying, some of the conflict that they were dealing with in school? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think we, we heard from kids who just felt like, you know, school wasn't really a safe place for them. Um, 
that, you know, when we asked them that, there, there, some of them were quick to say no, no chance, um, whether it's, you know, the possibility of other kids bringing a weapon into school or, or, or just being getting caught in between, you know, kids they don't even know who are fighting. It was something that kids were concerned about. And, you know, we spent a lot of time talking with uh, case managers for organizations like I-Day who, you know, work with some of these kids who are, you know, truant. And, you know, they would say the same things. And a lot of times they would point to school closures all around the city, meaning that you're bringing a lot of kids in uh, to schools from maybe different neighborhoods so that that could, you know, create an opportunity for more of that kind of conflict. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it's definitely something that I I think a lot of kids, you know, boys and girls um, are concerned about. Yeah. Now, you talked to a young man named Makai Rawls. He talked about some of the the drama in the street. So what did Makai say? Well, Makai, you know, told us a, a lot about how the the drama and, and the fighting that uh you know his classmates and he would witness would kind of be the big draw it would almost be like the reason to come to school in the first place would be to you know see this stuff as sort of an, an entertaining and, and you know interest to him and so his experience which i think is also uh typical of, of kids you know who are truant would he would come to school in the morning, you know, go to his first couple of classes. And then at a certain point during the day, he and some of his friends, um, they would leave. They would go um, either to watch some of these fights that might be happening, uh, you know, off school campus. They might be, uh, you know, just going to play basketball and, and hang out at someone's house. Um, so it, it really depended. But the, the thing for him was that, you know, school was not. Um, compelling to him. It didn't feel interesting or relevant, um, whereas these other things happening very much were. Mm-hmm. So the other thing with truancy, of course, is is truancy can can be criminalized. You guys talked about that. How does that happen? And and then where where does it typically typically go? Yeah, I mean, so there's a. Um, Usually that will fall on um, the parent or the child, depending on their age. You know, usually when it's a younger child um, who, you know, you wouldn't really think it's their responsibility to get uh, to school, like let's say an elementary schooler, um, the the consequences are more likely to fall upon the parent, whereas someone who's older, let's say, you know, like a a junior in high school, um, senior in high school, you know, some of the consequences are more likely to fall upon them. and, you know, the school district has, uh, you know, certain formulas for how many excused absences, um, unexcused absences, excuse me, you can have before you're, you know, considered truant or chronically truant. Um, but at a certain point, as that sort of works itself up and, and you know, those absences keep building up, um, that person's case could get referred to family court. Um, and that is a, you know, a really invasive process that can be really difficult for families um, to get out of, because usually when the case gets to a family court level, mm-hmm. um, you know, DHS uh, can get involved and, you know, look at every aspect of that family and that student's life, and it can be really difficult for them. As far as it becoming an actual crime, um, there is, is some discretion for that to happen, but it, it's not typically um, charged that way in Philadelphia. I think that there is some latitude for the courts to do that, but 
it's more, um, you know, the family court angle and, you know, potentially kids getting taken away um, mm -hmm. if, you know, the court finds that they are in neglect. Wow. So you talked about the Institute for the Development of African-American Youth and their work that they are doing around the issue of, of truancy. Um, talk about that. What is the work that they are doing and, and how can they help parents or students who are who are dealing with truancy issues? Yeah. So, you know, uh, IDEA, um, there are other organizations throughout the city doing similar work like intercultural family services. Um, there's CMAC in South Philadelphia. Um, so all these organizations, a lot of them are, are partnered with the school district um, to work on truancy. And um, what will happen is these case managers um, will get assigned students who've been marked um, with uh, chronic absences, and they'll work with them and, and visit them at their homes and, and try to get them back on track, try to get them and their families the resources that they need um, to, you know, make sure that that child can end up you know, coming to school. And, you know, like I mentioned at the beginning, a lot of the issues um, causing truancy can be tied back to poverty. So one example that we were given is if a, if a child isn't going to school because they're embarrassed because their school uniform is dirty or, or, or torn or something and they can't afford other ones, you know, organizations like IDEA or IFS can work with the student and their family to get them new uniforms or get them transportation to school. Um, so that their work ends up being really helpful. A lot of times they, you know, will explain to students and their families the rules um, and how they have to go to school. And, you know, a lot of families don't understand the seriousness of that, how they are legally required to, to send their kids to school once mm -hmm. they've, they've started enrolling. Mm -hmm. um, and so it, it's more just helping those families get the resources they need, sort through those um you know, some of, some of the rules involved and make sure that the kids get back on track. All right. Well, that's Nate Fall. He and Lynette Hazelton, both of the Philadelphia Inquirer, wrote a piece um, called Why So Many Philly uh, Students Skip School. You can check it out on Inquirer.com. That's Inquirer.com or Philly.com. Uh, where that story can be read. Nate, I want to thank you so much for joining us this morning on WURD. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com. 